Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks live show. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined by Nate tonight. Nate, thank you for coming. 6 p.m. Eastern time all the time here on YouTube. That's right. Another week, another dollar, I guess, or in some cases, maybe not another dollar. If you bought Zach Wilson uh, NTRPA for $33,500, one of the one out of two first off the line, um, Zach Wilson, that got pulled on Friday, sold on eBay for $33,500. Was it Lou? It was, it was not Lou. I tagged him in the comments, and then actually the person who bought it replied and said it was I, or like it was me or something. And I looked at his profile, and he has a sick Zach Wilson collection. So if the goal is building the coolest collection you can of a certain athlete, which I've definitely tried to do, or at least I'm attempting to do, I can actually, uh, I guess, uh, relate to that. So, you know, some people make fun of me with my Mason Mount purchases, just as I'm sure some people are making fun of uh, for well, Zach Wilson purchases. Well, so. we only make fun of you because he's about to get transferred out of that bad boy. No, 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 that's not happening. That's not happening. Also, Patrick, what's up? What's up, Patrick? What's up, BLK? Good to see you all. But tonight is not only Nate and I on the show because we have a very special guest on the screen here on the YouTube thumbnail. That is Anna from Miss Sports Cards. Uh, Anna is a fantastic person. I've gotten to know her for the past year now, actually over a year. Uh, she collects soccer cards. She has done some, uh, I think, basketball and football too, uh, but mostly soccer. And she's going to join us for around 20 minutes to talk about her experience in the hobby. And uh, how it is pretty different, I think, from a lot of people, just for multiple reasons. So uh, it'll be, it will be a good discussion, I know. Uh, so we'll kind of have three segments to today's show. The intro with the PWCC auction recap, into talking to Anna, into NFL products for 2022 and the rest of this year, which are going to be uh, a lot different than what, well, not a lot different than what we might expect, but a lot different than what we're accustomed to. And uh, we will tell you why and it, how it, or why it will be really bad, actually, potentially for the football card market in 2022 depending on how things shake out. So you have to stick around to see that discussion because it will be very good in my opinion. To start though, we had some sales that went down last night, some of which we did talk about last night in the FlipQuest episode number 15, Sunday nights, 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. The first head-to-head matchup here is two Steph Curry exquisite rookie autographs. One is black and white, one is the colored, and the black and white one in an SGC 910 sold for not $1,740. I'm glad I saw that right now. It sold for $14,000 something. That's a typo. It's the same exact price as the Tua on the right. So it sold for around 14000 something. Uh, and then the one on the right, the PSA 9, sold for 13800 uh, 13600 So the SGC 910 barely nudged out. If I'm looking at the two cards, and if we are talking about buying the card and not the grade, I can point out two things automatically. Number one, the card on the left, the SGC, much better centered. Number two, better autograph. So basically that is a completely buy the card right there because normally – as people know, PSA labels on the high-end cards uh, generally sell sell for a lot. But this is a case where people are actually looking uh, at the card. Isn't that good to see, Nate? That is really good to see. Also, now that you mentioned the centering, the uh, curry on the right looks really goofy when it's just a tiny little image and it's pushed all the way over. It, it does. And I didn't notice that last night. I mean, I know we were going pretty quickly through stuff, but I noticed it now. That's for sure. Uh, so that totally makes sense now. Next up, we've got this one's kind of funny to look at. 2020 Optic Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, that is a green rookie out of five. BGS 8.5. That one did sell for 1,740, and it sold for $120 more than a 2005 SPX Superscripts quad autograph of Ben Roethlisberger, Brett Favre, Eli Manning, and Peyton Manning PSA nine. Nate, I, I mean, I understand why people want to buy low-numbered new rookie cards of quarterbacks, and you got some potential there. But just looking at like the exact same amount of money, and looking at the four on the right which you know you've got combined there uh, was that seven Super Bowls, I think, you know, two for Ben, one for Favre, two for Manning and two for the other Manning. 
Yeah, but do you think that the tiny little heads on the card have a play a detracting role to uh, the price? I mean, I don't know what else you do with a quad autograph other than maybe like shrink the autographs themselves if they would want to do well, that. No, I I get it. I'm just I I guess for me personally, I think a quad auto of four random dudes isn't as valuable as um. I, I just like like the other day, if you had like if it was three guys from the same team, if it was a quad auto of four dudes from the Packers or four dudes from the Steelers, that's one thing. If it's a quad auto of two Mannings, Farf and Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me, even though I like Brett Farf. All right. Let me ask you this. I get that. But if you had, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars and you had to spend on one of these two cards last night, which one is, or is in your hands today? Depends on what I want to do with it. Do I want to try to make money? I'm not buying the quad auto. Okay. Okay. So I guess that there might be a fair point to why it sells for that, but uh, we will see on our Instagram polls later what, what people think was a better buy. We don't have any early polling results today. Unfortunately, we, we will have that next week. Uh, what, what, what absolute insanity that you look at that list and Brett Favre has the lowest amount of Super Bowls. That is pretty insane. Is that not? I just thought about that too. Kind of a shame as a you Packer could swap fan. Aaron Rodgers in there for Brett Favre and it'd be the same story, which is <laughs> even more. And what, what's what's the uh, constant variable here? Hate to say it. Hate to say it. I'm not saying. Technically, if Peyton didn't move from uh, the Colts, he'd have one too. So, I guess that we can put it that way. Next up, we got Nate's favorite soccer player, Vinicius Junior, behind Bukayo Saka. Actually, uh, his favorite non-Arsenal player. PSA 10 Sapphire. So for the same amount as an Mbappe PSA 10 Sapphire, $100 each. Uh, the only difference that I would point out here is that Vinicius Jr.'s, uh, first off, his PSA 10s, there's probably a way lower population because people weren't grading those as frequently as the megastar of Kylian Mbappe, which is helps with lower supply. Second point is that Vinicius Jr.'s Sapphire is his first ever Topps Chrome card. Uh, Mbappe did have 2017 Topps Chrome, which was his rookies. No 2018 Topps Chrome. Uh, I don't know why, because he had 2017 Topps Chrome Champions League, and then they didn't have 2018. I don't know if he like, set out 2018 Champions League. I doubt it, but I'm not really sure why they didn't put him on a checklist. Uh, and then also, it, this was, was the first Sapphire product, though. So there is some debate for, like, hey, like really, should Vinicius be worth more or the same as Mbappe? Uh, it's definitely a supply thing here. And then looking at the right side, yeah, Jordan Poole, 2019 Prism Silver PSN rookie, just absolutely balling out right now for the Warriors. He had over 30 points in game one against the Grizzlies last night off the bench is super stud. And then James Harden, 2009 tops rookie PSA nine at $198. Also the exact same price, Nate. Which would you rather have? <laughs> Give me the pool. I don't even want a Harden card in my collection. Yeah. I, I figured you'd say that. Cause it's like, man, Harden's Harden's done so much to destroy his value amongst NBA teams, but also fans. And then you yeah. got Jordan pool. Who's at least young and destroying. So like, does what Harden's done in his career play any part for anybody when investing in cards anymore? And I, I think the answer is no. Well, when you say his career, you're basically just talking about, I guess, potentially empty statistics too, right? Yeah, it's true. He's so never he's not... never won anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luca Nation Manny says, I spent way too much on PWCC last night. We hope you got some good stuff. Uh, Dwayne, or should I say Duane, what's up, bro? Big John. And Nate, Dwayne says, go Julio. Nate, you like that? J-Rod hit his first home run yesterday, so that's good to see. Things are looking up. I saw he hooked up the kids that uh, got his first home run ball, too, and then he gave him some bats or something like that. That's pretty cool. He did. 
And then the last one, of course, we have to finish it off here, the quick PWCC discussion with the 2012 Proud tr- 2012 Prism Trout goal out of 10 PSA 9 non-rookie. So for $22,800 confirmed in the end, 2011 Bowman Chrome rookie, Mike Trout, Orange Out 25 BGS 9. If you listen to us more than just you know a Monday night or a Sunday night or on Slapstacks Instagram, this will be uh, beating a dead horse by this time. So I'm sure that you all don't want to hear it anymore. But all I got to say is, yeah, I don't understand it still, even after sleeping last night and waking up this morning. <laughs> uh, Nate's just shaking his head. I think Nate's Nate's out of words too for well, I'm, it. I'm, I'm disgusted by it. I don't care about first-year prism this, first-year prism that at all, especially for baseball. I get, I understand the first-year prism thing for basketball and soccer. because and Somewhat football. In somewhat football because it's still important, right? They have the licensing for that stuff. First-year prism baseball – means should mean nothing to most people and then you get you get something like this happening yeah it's out of 10 it's not a rookie it's out of 10 it's gold i I don't know who cares who cares i had a comment where we had a comment on instagram someone said well the the photograph the positioning it really hides the the non-license really well because you can't really see the helmet logo and you can't see the anywhere it'd be on the front of the jersey that's true. That's, that's, not, very, that's not a bad point. point. I mean, it is actually pretty well hidden, the non-license. Too bad he's not pulling his head as he's swinging, and then you really wouldn't be able to see any the front of the helmet at all. He should be. No. He should have been swinging like I swung in, swung in high school. <laughs> pull, pull my head as I'm uh, not watching the ball. Yes, yeah, so you don't hit it? <laughs> I could not do any better, though. Uh so I do know that Anna is supposed to be joining. Um, I think that she, maybe she is just running a little bit late. So we will uh, definitely pick up our discussion with Anna as she comes into the chat. And for now, we might move on to start some of the football talk until she pops in. And then we will walk it back and go over what she is going to be here to talk about. Uh, this is good for Matthew Johnson. Could the grain company play a factor? Isn't a PSA 9 better than a BGS 9? Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Value-wise, de- definitely PSA 9 outsells BGS 9. Um, there's no question about that. If you look at the PSA 9 that sold in this trout a year ago, this orange refractor out of 25, I think it sold for around $24,000 we said last night. So that's a $7,000 difference from last year to this year. I for sure know that if that if this was a PSA 9 to PSA 9 comparison, this would not have sold for 17400 So, like, when comparing the BGS9 to what it sold for last year, the same card, yes, big factor. When comparing just these two cards against each other and, like, comparing the PS9 Trout Gold Prism, which isn't the same card, to me, the grading doesn't really matter at all here. It's more about which card is more important and which card would you rather have in your collection. And Jamie brings up a good point. People do just love gold, um, but a little bit different with baseball, I'd say, than for sure basketball. Uh, and probably football too, you know, like gold and Bowman Chrome is out of 50, uh, not out of 10. In basketball, people love gold prisms. They're numbered out of 10. They're super rare. Uh, not that gold isn't rare in baseball. It is. It's just not as rare. And I think that while gold is still a huge card in baseball, Nate, you would, I mean, the value speaks for itself. Orange autos out of 25 outsell gold out of 50 all the time. Yeah. Hey, I have two questions for you. Yes, sir. Number one, should a BGS 9 to PSA 9 debate happen for something this rare and this old? Obviously, 2011 is not super duper old. We're only talking 11 years, but I do think it's um, it's not, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 type stuff. Like if you're talking about 
a 2021 card, then I think that that is a very valid argument. Um, but for something this rare and 11 years old, and I don't know, feels like grading wasn't as huge, or at least BGS was the king back then, right? Yeah, BGS um, was a king, and you're right. It also wasn't like as, I guess, hailed as it is now. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like I don't feel like that. If this is a trout from 2021, it should matter. Trout's being from 2011, 2012, I don't think it should matter as much, but that's just me. I don't know if you agree or not. I see. Uh, I'm in the midst of texting Anna because I don't see her. And she says that she's in the thing. I said that she's not in the call because I don't see her at all. So I think she's trying to join. But what did you say, Nate? You just said something. So I'm just, do you agree with me that um, BGS and PSA difference shouldn't be that important when you get farther and farther from the current year? Yeah, I, I, I do think that that makes sense. And then lastly, would you say that you said, you know, golds don't matter as much in baseball compared to prism because golds are out of 50 prisms out of 10 would you say that potentially the person that bought this is a fan of prism not really a fan of baseball knows mike trout's name doesn't really watch mike trout and just bought it because it's a prism gold and they're a basketball baseball or football collector that is a 100 percent valid point too money spilling over that doesn't really even might know what that bowman chrome orange is you know i think that's probably the most likely situation here I agree with that, Nate. And we have got Anna here. Anna, welcome. Hi. Anna. <laughs> How are you? Good. I think that you're in the Google meeting. Were you not? I don't know. I just clicked the link and it was like, oh, you're here. It even said like live with Slapstocks. Oh, I was well, like, that's I odd. Like you forgot about me in here. Oh, so. no, I feel bad because I, I like <laughs> no, text you. I'm like, Anna, where are you? Come on. You're good. You're good. <laughs> How's it going? Did you, you just got done selling some vintage cards on whatnot earlier? So yeah, it's something that I'm trying. Uh, one of my close friends actually did only vintage. And, um, you know, I always thought that stuff was really cool. Obviously, I don't know enough about it to, to really get into all of that. But um, I'm learning. And um, I kind of can see that there's actually a lot more interest in vintage than I would have thought. Obviously, vintage baseball is huge, right? So yes, why wouldn't it be? So yeah, exactly. something fun. Plus, yeah. there's so much history with soccer, too. Football, sure. you know, so for much sure. history. And hey. uh, yes, for those of you that don't know, this is Anna Miss Sports Cards. Uh, she's appeared in multiple different YouTube vlogs that we've had in Miami, in Dallas, in Chicago. Anna's been <laughs> everywhere. She goes to shows all the time. She's from the Florida area and does a lot of shows down there. But I will stop speaking about Anna because, Anna, why don't you speak about Anna and tell us, you know, about yourself and also how you got into the hobby in general. Um. So how I got into the hobby um, – I don't know. I think even when I was younger, you know, we all collected things, right? I remember, you know, for girls, it was a lot of it was like stickers and stuff like that. But I do remember even then, um, I actually have some like random cards, not good ones, but from, you know, a long time ago. Um, the reason why for me, like cards, I like the whole aspect of it is for one, I keep up with sports anyway. So it kind of seemed like if I'm already in tune with what's happening, um, and this is speaking not just for soccer, but in general, um, I like looking at like, it's, it's almost like stocks, right? Cause I like the concept of that where there's, um, there's highs, lows and, and, you know, there's patterns and values. And, um, for me, it's like fun stocks. That's kind of the way that I look at it. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. how I look at it too. So yeah. <laughs> cool. But. Uh, and as you, everyone can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to podcasts after, this is a video that Anna just did with Women of the Hobby. That's Sam on the screen there. Uh, Anna, I know that you're not 
part of like Sam and Hannah's what they got going on over there, but you've made appearances, obviously a woman of the hobby. Uh, and I just want to shout out Sam and Hannah for what they're doing over there. Great job. And then that's why it does say in the title of this video too, woman okay. of the hobby, because Anna is part of that. Uh, Anna, thank you for, for, for taking the time to speak, because I think that there's a lot of in intriguing stuff about you personally, um, from the standpoint of when I met you, you literally told me you didn't buy and sell cards online. Like you, you that's the, one of the first things you told me. And I was like really yeah. surprised by that. I know. And I remember you saying that you're like, at all. It's like, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, so like when we met, I mean, it seems like way longer ago, but um, things I think have definitely changed, like from the level of even that show, if you remember, you guys are both at that show. Yeah, Miami. Um, it was over a year ago. Well, it's actually yeah. just right about a year ago at this point. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, like how many, you know, dealers were there that were female? You know what I mean? I almost feel like actually at that show, and I'm sure, you know, people saw... The, the video and whatever else but like we ended up like you know negotiating over a card um and i even remember that day and i'm not saying you did but um i think you were talking to brian because it was like obviously i had my cards in there and he had his cards in there and you were looking at two cards i think and trying to do a deal yeah um, i think it was a makoko i think it right? was it was a, so he he owned the makoko you owned the mbabe but it was in the case directly in front of him and I didn't. I did not yeah, know who you correct. were at that point. I never met you. Yeah. So, by the way, I still think about how like that was the first time I had like a, like a camera on me, like <laughs> doing a deal. Definitely, definitely quite the experience. Um, I think that uh, you know things have come a long way. I see a lot more uh, women, not just like behind the table, but like actually attending the shows, right? Which is always like, a good sign. Ten times um, the amount. Like it's got to be like ten times and, the amount from last year at this point. No, like it's yeah, like if they probably even more. Um, I also realized that a lot of the like families are bringing their daughters to the show, and I think you know that speaks volumes because, um, you know, like you see that like for them to see kind of like young, you know, because you see a lot of little boys all over the place. Um, to me, I think it's it's huge that. Uh, you see a lot more, you know, little girls coming to the show, right? Probably wanting to even come to the show, buying cards, trying to trade, all that. Just because I think um, that's going to be a big, uh, you know, a big part of what happens moving, in, you know, into the future, right? With like the hobby and where it goes. And um, for me, I always think about if, you know, even I, I don't know what the percentage is. And I'm sure, you know, it's not comparable. But even if, you know, there was a. 25% increase of women involved in the hobby and being able to, you know, whether it's doing content or, you know, going to the shows, whatever the, you know, the case may be, like how much more would that impact the market? If you think about it, right. More people seeking cards, more people selling cards. Like, I just think that there's a lot more women in the hobby. It's just not like obvious, I think is more so. I, I agree with that. I'd say like a year ago, and you might agree with me on this. The people, the women who now like everyone knows as collectors and stuff, you being one of them, like people probably didn't even just know before because no one wanted or at least want to say anything or come to shows or anything. But it's so much more prominent now. Like I remember this Vegas show, the most recent one. Um, mm -hmm. There was, so, you know, so many more women walking around there and, and mm -hmm. collecting cards, talking to people, all that stuff. And and I think that most people I've talked to, it's kind of been a thing where it's like, yo, I've actually collected for a long time. It's like I'm actually just out there doing it just like everyone else now. I realized at 
um, national last year because um, obviously that, you know, that show, you can't compare size, you know, to any of the other shows. And um, I got to see like the different women's groups because obviously women of the hobby. Um, I actually met Sam a while ago and I thought it was pretty awesome. Like what, you know, the cause, right. Uh, what she was trying to achieve. And uh, then um, there's Sarah, Sarah Layton, right? Um, obviously, Layton. When you hear Layton, you know it has to do with cards, right? Um, yeah. She's very active on the Facebook side, right? So Women in Cards, that's a group on Facebook. And at the National, it was like, I actually felt like, whoa, this is like, this is like a squad, right? Just seeing all at once in one place, you know, which, um, you know, just goes to show, like, you know, honestly, I think even if people knew how active Sarah Layton actually is, it's not just because, you know, because of Layton, right? Not just because of what they do. Um, she's like super active in it. And I think, um, you know, people just think that it's, you know, the, you know, guys are going to be more involved. They assume that. Um, and I think that's where it's kind of like, well, you know, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised actually how many women are active in the hobby just maybe not you know on videos and in everybody's face but they're definitely there i uh go ahead Nate. i like that you brought up you know actually i've been here for years a number of years because aaron talks about when he was in high school and he's like <laughs> the only person that collected cards and it was kind of awkward for him to tell anybody else mm -hmm. he collected cards like taboo like right. hey this is embarrassing for me i like it but it's kind of embarrassing people would make fun of me if i admitted it Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's gotten past that. And now it's cool to be seeing like young women who would probably get more ridicule than young men for doing the same thing, uh, going to shows. And you see, you know, you see you do see like young teenage girls walking around looking at cards, not with a guy, not with mm -hmm. a boyfriend or anything, mm -hmm. not with a dad. Right. By themselves. Um, so I, I do agree that there is a there is a shift there and a shift for the better that they don't have to be embarrassed that they like cards. I mean, if you think about it, so obviously there's a lot of women's sports too, right? There's a lot of female athletes. So yeah. with that being said, why why wouldn't they want, you know, rookies? Uh, you know what I mean? It just, if you think about it, there really isn't an, a reason why there wouldn't be women that want to be involved in cards. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Um, super cool. And on top of that, they actually – Relay as well into what Matthew Johnson said here. Also glad to see uh, women's soccer and WNBA cards going up in value as well. So that's a whole nother side of it. It's not uh -huh. just women collectors. It's like you just brought up, you know, women as they're playing sports and they're going from college to pro, like, you know, they probably want rookie cards too, just as, you know, John Rand had. And right. I know that you are um, obviously like collector Hollands and stuff, but you've got some sweet Alex Morgans too and other, you know, female athletes. Tell us about that and what you see just from the, actual maybe either collection side or investment side too because my dad early on was like hey you know WNBA is not getting the respect it deserves you know for how good these ladies really are and stuff so we started buying some of those and stuff because of that fact yeah and I think you know as they do more products it's definitely going to help right because there just wasn't that much um when I think of let's okay we'll use like Alex Morgan as an example it's not like she's got like a, a ton of different cards all over the place and I feel like, um, you know, I think moving along, I think there will be more. 
But um, yeah, so Alex Morgan, um, I have, you know, a few of her cards in my PC that, you know, I am not looking to sell, but it's like, um, like I get, you know, I've had like young girls at shows actually like, you know, bring me an Alex Morgan because they're like, yeah, like I collect Alex Morgan too. It's like, this is for you, you know? And it's like, um, not only is that awesome, right? And I also like to give girls cards too when it, you know, if it happens the other way around. Oh, you, you don't just take them from them? No, no. You know what it is though? It's like, it's so sweet. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. touching, like, aw. Um, but yeah, I would like to see, you know, more of her, her stuff. Cause I think I would have more of it if there was more of them around, I guess, I guess. But, yeah, when you uh, like when you think of her top autographs, you're literally thinking of uh, for license purposes, 2017 select, and then uh, the Immaculate 2018 release, which are awesome, by the way. I've always wanted to own one; I still haven't gotten one. And then for non-license, like the Exquisite, but it's like right. If you think about how many autos does Messi have now, you know, or, or Ronaldo, so right. Like, you're, you're right; it's just not as much. And they did filter the uh, U.S. Women's National Team cards into Immaculate and into. Mm -hmm. Um, like integrated yeah exactly it's more of like an integration situation instead of having like a whole set so um and even yeah i'd like to see you know i'd like to see them do that because i think they'd be surprised how well that would do yeah i mean i agree there is a ton of and like i remember uh anthony you know sac cards Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's like one of the other biggest uh women's collectors he's got so many yeah so yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I'd have to say he probably between like the guys, I think he he's probably the one that's the most into like the women's. Yeah, he's he's super and he's always messaging me about different ones. He's like bought or sold and stuff. And it's cool to see as well. Um, really exciting stuff. Uh, now, I want to go really quickly back to now, like when you're talking to me about you weren't buying online at all. You were really just shows um, and all that stuff. But recently, you know, obviously quite a few people know us if you're listening you don't know right now Anna has been selling quite a bit and whatnot um, which obviously is online but it's more of like the card show atmosphere than like an eBay picture <laughs> is that why you've been doing it because you do feel like it's more personal yes and um, another thing too is I actually met uh, the whatnot guys like at shows because they were they were very present at the shows and I think I saw them at a couple of shows like back to back to back I didn't think whatnot was something for me because a um, it seemed like it was more for like breakers, right? That wanted to go on and break products. Whereas for me, like even at shows and stuff like that, it's more like singles and slabs and, and, and that sort. Um, they wanted to enhance soccer because obviously, you know, they had a lot of the NFL and NBA and MLB stuff uh, on there. And so um, I decided to, you know, do it because um, it is more personable, right? I think if someone is curious about getting into soccer and they're like oh i'm gonna you know get a soccer card and then they're kind of like i don't know what to get right and i'm sure you guys get that all the time too where it's like what should i like who should i buy how about this you know, rob like, rob right here says i want to go get into the soccer car market Sug any suggestions <laughs> on who to start buying before the national anna that's your call anna, who, um and so the thing i like about whatnot is that um, before even, you know, bidding or whatever else, people are able to ask questions, right? Um, and so I think they feel more confident buying. Whereas with eBay, it's like you can still ask questions, 
Um, but it's not like a direct answer, right? You have to wait for correspondence. You send them a message. Some people get back real fast. Some don't. So I think it gives people that instant, you know, I guess, help or if they have any questions. Uh, so that gives them confidence to buy. Um, and so I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people actually, I mean, I guess I, I don't know the analytics of it, but I would say probably a lot of people would have bought their first card through whatnot versus on eBay. Yeah, you feel more comfortable, like you said, like jumping in and buying mm -hmm. something. Right. And a sh shout out Sarah Layton. Popped in the chat, said agreed Let's more women go. product. There you go. Thanks for coming out tonight. I appreciate that a lot. Anna, Rob says, good to know. Thanks for the info. So, Anna, uh, back to Rob's question quick. Anna, who, who is it for you in the soccer card market that before the, the you know the World Cup coming this year, are you most, most eyeing or would suggest someone maybe to look at? Honestly, I can't say that I have, like, one. one. Um, I think I for, – for me, so other than Alex Morgan being a constant, where if someone has something, I will, like, consider it every single time. Um, I think not just like lately, but probably like in the last year, I've just been, uh, kind of going in heavy on, uh, Ronaldo Messi, which with obvious reasoning, yeah. um, <laughs> but going for, I think it's about going for the right, the right set. Um, I think a lot of people, when they want to buy a Ronaldo, they're like, you know, I'm going to buy a Ronaldo without really thinking about like, you know, there's a reason to buy out of this set, not that set why this one would be, you know, more valuable, even if it's for like the World Cup. Because I think a lot of people are starting to feel like, oh, what should I get for World Cup? Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, for the last like year or so, I've been um, picking up a lot of like the Ronaldo Messi's out of uh, like 2018, the numbered, right, Prism World Cup. Yeah, those are actually um, pretty affordable too. Right. But some, of the, some of the numbered ones aren't too bad. Correct. And, and the pop counts, right? Still, it's like, you know, I think and things could have changed. But for the most part, it's like uh, relatively all low pop, which, you know, is huge. Um, and then I really like the 2015 Select. I like that set a lot as well. But, you know, I think it's just autos and numbered low pop stuff. Ronaldo Messi for the most part. Some good advice uh, right there. I'll yeah. prove it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I was already buying a lot of Mbappe anyway. So I think I have the one, you know. All right. And now I have the really hard question. Let's hard just say, question. let's just say I gave you a hundred bucks. I'm not going to, but let's just say I did. <laughs> <laughs> gave you a hundred dollars and you could only buy a Mason Mount or Bukayo Saka. What are you buying? Mason Mount. Yeah. Yes. Not just because he's your favorite, but because he's it. actually really good. I know, right? Right. <laughs> he's not paying me to say that, guys. I'm just letting you know. Anna, okay. for the better question, better question mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pretend we fast forwarded one week. It's now Monday of next week. Mm -hmm. Arsenal's in third place. Uh, Chelsea is in fourth. I'm assuming if they lose and Arsenal wins. <laughs> It's only a three-point difference. I don't know how that works. but it's let's goal just, differential let's... at that point, but I don't know who. I think that we have the higher goal differential for sure. But All right. Fast button. forward two weeks. <laughs> We're going two weeks now. Okay. Two, two weeks. weeks from now. Monday uh -huh. the um, 17th or whatever. 16th. Arsenal's in third. Chelsea has dropped a fifth. How much, how much do we make fun of Aaron? Ooh, a lot. 
I, I think I don't know how I would do it though, but I definitely he would be hearing from me. The fun thing is that that's not going to happen because it, it it won't happen. So I'm just saying right now it's not going to happen. Oh, but I, I but here's the that. thing, Aaron. It could happen You're if right. you would if I would have told told you two months ago that this possibility could happen, you'd be like, no, no chance, not ever in a million years. And now in two weeks, you might not even be in the Champions League. Uh, well. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's not like we win the FA Cup and our sacrifices to miss on the Champions League. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It is it is possible. Uh, Rob said, I'm all about rookies. Any upcoming rookies in soccer? So they're about to release the 2021 Champions League Tops Chrome set. Uh, Gavi's the biggest rookie. Uh, Elanga from Man United. And then Jonathan David from Lille, who will be on the move, I think, this summer, are going to be the three biggest rookies in that set. Uh, Anna, are you excited for those sets? I am. I uh, finally got a look at some of the the Topps paper stuff, which was interesting. Yeah, first um, time they ever released Topps paper soccer. Correct. I, you know the 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 star ball is it that parallel? Yeah, the, the like star the ball foils or whatever from. This. <laughs> yeah, the foils. With the, yeah, but no, I think um, you know, I think obviously Chrome is Chrome, and I always you know like last year I was like he like when Topps Chrome. Bundesliga came out. I went like, you know, in real deep with that. Crazy. Um, you know, not crazy, but only in that instance, right? It was like right when it came out. I let's just say I had my fun, you know, and then I got the cards that I wanted and all that. But I am excited to to see the Chrome. I'm hoping that they don't have chipping on the numbered cards. Oh, I think they've got that fixed now. Um, I think Hopefully. so. Okay, I'm sure they they've heard about it a lot. Yeah, no, they did because they fixed it for Merlin and Finest and then the new Formula One and everything. So I think that the Italy plant is solved. <laughs> That's good because that was that was very traumatizing, actually. With all <laughs> yeah, you, you pull a Mococo <laughs> gold, sets. you flip it over, and it's just damaged. Yeah, it was it was painful. So I'm glad. I'm very good. glad. Good. Yeah. And uh, last thing, uh, if you had to leave anyone in here in the in the chat today or or just listening afterwards with you know one thing that they can um take away with them to go through their collecting experience what is it um it would be regardless of what sport it is um you know it's like knowledge is power right i think when you're gonna get go into something new it's super important to to get the the right information so that you're confident in what you purchase right uh, because I think a lot of the times that, um, you know, people kind of just like pull the trigger and then they, you know, they get into something and, and then they're just like, oh man, like, you know, it's, it's not worth that much anymore. You know what I mean? I think, you know, not every player, like regardless of, you know, what sport once again, because I do do other, other sports. I think people identify me with soccer, which is the majority and I enjoy it the most, which is true. Um, you know, I think it's, like, you know, learn your craft, right? There's plenty of resources, um, especially with how social media is. There's a lot of people that, you know, do informational content, right? Um, you know, like learn a little bit before you throw money at it, you know? Cause I think that uh, you should feel confident. Like when you're not sure why you're buying something, I just, I think that's kind of like where you should think about it. Like if you're not sure, right? Maybe you need to look into it a little bit before and, and then become purchase. sure right and then you're like yes i want that um, i like it i like it sounds like something nate would tell himself when he could have bought mbappe's for a dollar yeah i'm sure <laughs> nate how is the soccer thing coming i i mean 
I see. I saw, you know, you were breaking. You were doing awesome. Yeah, he um, filled in for me hard. Uh, he was doing a good job filling in for me. Yeah. I the, so the I got to say, since I haven't been breaking soccer, the soccer knowledge and the uh, – that has dropped off a cliff with the start of baseball in the last. Oh yeah, no, yeah, moments. Bowman, Bowman this week, right? That's huge. Yeah, May fourth. Sure Unless, of course, excited. you're Walmart, then you deliver all your Bowman blasters a week. Uh, well, that's it. a whole nother issue. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, well, Anna, hey, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you coming on, giving the time, and uh, letting people hear your story and everything. Is uh, really good to, I mean, for people to learn more about you. I learn more about you too every time I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep thanks for having me and i want to say one more thing before i go though yes go ahead so um sarah i think I, she was here she's probably still here um a cool thing that uh sarah and her group have been doing and i know that there's other parties involved um i think uh the nscc as well um they're doing this this cool thing of sending uh you know basically getting women to the national um, I think that's super awesome. Um, they gave out, I think, eight, you know, eight tickets uh, to, you know, bring eight women to come to uh, the national. And uh, I wanted to at least put it out there um, that, uh, you know, everyone can do something small and it has great impact. Right. Especially if something like this is already set up. Um, but they're currently, you know, looking to kind of expand that out. Right. Um, to obviously to get women that um, maybe necessarily wouldn't have been able to to get themselves there. Obviously, the national is not, you know, you know how it is, right? It's like a it's like a long, you know, long thing, flights and all that. It's not like a like a short show. No. Um, so uh, definitely looking for like support in that cause because I think, um, you know, I think that's that could really like change like a, a one more you know new potential person coming to the hobbies mentality because, uh, like I said, when I got to the national, I was like, whoa, there's way more women and it was like you know heck yeah right just because i'm used to being like the you know the ratio is always like six to one or worse probably but um you know if interested sarah at Leighton sports cards it's a great cause um and i think it's you know very impactful uh to you know offer something like that so I want to throw that out there. Awesome. Well, hey, we're constantly sending records. Each, well, it feels like we're saying new records. At least I know the Anaheim <laughs> one was big. But each year with attendance numbers at the national mm-hmm. and different shows. So let's keep on bumping up that women number along with it and set records for that. And that's a yep, great way to have it happen. So it'll, def- it'll definitely, you know, make the hobby stronger. Right. And I think that's that's the big thing there to, to have women, like I said, buying. Right. Women love shopping. Right. Can you just imagine what would happen? Yeah. It'd probably be harder for you guys to buy cards, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's a great cause, and I appreciate you guys highlighting that. You know, just putting you know some light on that because I think it's something that people don't think about all the time. But it's definitely something that's going to impact the hobby. Awesome. Well, that's great. And Sarah, uh, feel free to drop your email in the chat too. I know that Anna just said it, but for those of you or that are maybe like watching back afterwards and want to copy and paste or anything, uh, feel free. Uh, and then, and I guess we have one more question from Jordan here. Uh, really, really quick. What's been the biggest or your biggest hit in, in soccer, like player wise? And what's been your biggest miss? Um, Biggest hit. So biggest hit, like as in like, like best ROI kind of biggest hit or like. I think so. I think that's what it is. Um, well, it says most right about. I guess it doesn't have to be ROI. It could be who are you the most right about that maybe other people weren't. Yeah. <laughs> So I think it wasn't that I was more right than somebody, but I think it was that I decided to sell 
um, to then reinvest, right? Because I think that's one thing that, um, you know, sometimes it's a buyer's market, sometimes it's a seller's market, right? When the market is high and something's super hot, um, you know, if, if when you buy at that time, it's to be more expensive. Um, I think for me, I feel as though I did very well on like Mbappe, for instance, um, spe- spe- specifically the one you sold me, then Bobby selects silver PSA <laughs> nine. You got like $2,200 for. So that's funny. Yeah. So, and what's funny is Aaron, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, after that video happened, I actually got people that were like, what are you doing? Like, what were you thinking? You know, like <laughs> that's a great sale. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, why is that? Why was that a bad thing? And it was just like, you know, Oh, it's like, that's a card you keep. And, uh, ironically enough, you know, and I, I can't pinpoint exactly when that was, but probably from that point, like maybe seven months from that point, um, I actually got another one. Right. So it's, it's not about like being more right. I think it's just being more cautious of like, you know, you can, there's cards you can buy back into. Right. Um, when people say like buy the dip, that's huge. Um, and I think, I think I did well in actually selling the cards. Um, even though I then went back into those cards. So I would yeah. say Mbappe. Well, let me say this. You sold it to me for 2200 and I sold it for like 1300 so I could put it towards my Mason Mount one of one. But it was money well lost for me because but you know, of that. But you, but you know what, though? I will help you find, you know, get you your, your Mason Mounts. So it'll be fine. We will exactly. make up for it tenfold. No, exactly. I agree. I agree for sure. So, uh, all right, good. I'm glad we uh, you're able to share that at the end, too. But that's all we got for Anna. Anna, thank you so much. And uh, if anyone wants, thank you it's for right having there. Me. Yeah, at Miss underscore sports cards. Go look her up and uh, give her a follow. And then also, I want to shout out really quick. Um, Sam is the third from the right there. And then Hannah is the second from the right, which are the women of the hobby members. And then we got Nyla there, too, um, from Dibs. So just want to point that out along with the Women of the Hobby YouTube channel because that's where you can go learn more, too, about what Hannah does and Anna does and Sam does and everyone. So really cool. Thank you so much, uh, Anna. We'll see you next time. All right. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye, Anna. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good discussion, Nate, huh? Yeah. And also, just real quick shout out. What an excellent picture. Dude, there's no way. There's no way that Nathan Rodebaugh could have taken that. Who, Who was the photographer? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, I don't know, but you actually, I don't know, you did do pretty well, better than I thought. <laughs> That's right. Let's go. Uh, okay, well, we that got wasn't, uh, that wasn't good. in the house. How are you? How are you guys today? I'm good. Uh, stoked to be here. New to flipping cards and checked into your yesterday's stream. Had a blast. You got a new subscriber. Well, hey, thanks. Hey-o. Thanks so much for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed already, please hit that subscribe button because we do this all the time. Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, different videos in between as well. Uh, love to have you here and love to have everyone here, but we are going to move on quite quickly now to our next topic. Cause we've got, I don't know, let's call it like 20, 25 minutes here, um, to run through what we have left and we'll see how long it takes, but we've got the 2022 NFL card market problem. Now I want to preface this discussion with like card market. will go on next year. There will be NFL cards and people will collect the players that they like. This has nothing to do with collecting the players with, Whatever it has everything to do with the draft specifically and the product they'll release thereafter. Um, so I just want to make it very clear that we're not like trying to say NFL cards are dead next year. It has nothing to do with previous NFL cards. Well, it does for like comparison's sake, but I just don't want to like make it seem like that we're trying to say NFL cards stink because that's not the point. Um, that's not the point at all. Nate, we start here. All right, so let's get into this because as we're watching the draft, I'm pretty sure everyone was thinking the same thing. 
Oh, no. Prism, National Treasuries, Select, Optic, Phoenix. Contenders. Contenders. Donruss. Clearly Donruss. Mosaic. The list keeps going. They're dead next year because you saw one quarterback go in the top 20. Kenny Pickett at 20. First time. That's the latest a quarterback was drafted since 1997. Jake DeLum. Jake DeLum. Sorry, someone else. Small hands, too. Eight and a half inch hands. So uh, questionable there. Um, But then you had nobody in the second. Desmond Ryder in the third. Malik Willis in the third. And Matt uh, Coral in the third. And then Bailey Zappe. Zappy. (laughs) Zap. (laughs) Zap. I don't know. Um, in the fifth, no, fourth, fifth, fourth, fourth, must be the fourth. Um, and then to the Patriots uh, of all teams, Sam Howell, first pick in the fifth round. And, and those were the only quarterbacks taken in the top five rounds until you get to the seventh round, which then there were three quarterbacks. One of them was taken by the Steelers. So you have, you have six quarterbacks there. In the first five rounds, if you go to the next slide, you've got six quarterbacks there taken in the first two rounds. Five, of course, taken in the top 15, and then Kyle Trask taken with the last pick in the second round. But the the absolute chasm of a space between these two, these two drafts is insane. Uh, the amount of talent you have here compared to the amount of talent we had that's five guys. That's five guys taken before one of the the top quarterback from this year's draft. And Mac Jones was probably one of the hottest names as the last pick taken. And he was, you know, 15th compared to. And Kyle Trask was a hot name when Tom Brady retired. And now Tom Brady's unretired. Who knows what and, happens there? And and Kenny Pickett is like one year uh, younger than Sam Darnold or something and drafted four years later. So. It's it is quite the difference. I want to point out that Matthew Johnson brings up a great point. Wide receiver and edge guys are the things to collect next year, although they don't go for as much, which is true. I heard from like just generally that this draft was like loaded with talent, like NFL talent. Of course, the wide receiver position was loaded. There's a lot of defensive linemen taking, you know, pass rushers, all that stuff. But that's not what drives the card market. Yes, wide receivers are doing better now than they have in the over the past five, 10 years, but they don't hold like super long term value. And also, um, there's only a few that can hold like high value at the same time. And then defensive players, like you got to have one of the best defensive players in the NFL to even really have any value. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's where the problem is, is starting. Now we will jump into kind of what this means for both 2021 and 2022 in a little bit from a value standpoint. I do want to point out that we will bring this up too. Tech said all of last year's drafts, quarterbacks markets will get a little bump. Watch. And that is kind of the point here that we will allude to later in the in this show. But like, Jumping people ahead. aren't going to be spending Jumping as much money in twenty twenty two. Jumping the gun, Aaron. We'll get. To I know, that. I know, I know, I know. Okay, I'm jumping the gun because Tech said it. But before moving on to that discussion, we want to bring something up here. On um, Sunday, no, sorry, Saturday of this past week weekend, uh, there was something that came out through a blowout forums thread um, via the username three one two four five zero eight on Comsi uh, with the Boda tag right there. But basically, um, an unfortunate scenario has arisen where there has been a trimming scandal um, brought to light on modern cards, which is something that we really haven't seen on new cards get exposed like this. Uh, This is a 2021 Contenders Trevor Lawrence auto right here. All these screenshots 
and the evidence is from that blowout thread specifically. Um, if you do wish to go read it after the stream to educate yourself, I'd re recommend doing it. Um, I've got the link right here. It's going to be in the chat, but you can just go and look it up to blowout forms and go to football. Uh, but there's there's the thread. And I did want to bring this up because I think it's extremely important for us to acknowledge. Um, I think it's important for us that we post it on Instagram um, because – as you can see here, for those of you that aren't aware, basically trimming, what it means is someone takes a card and it's damaged on the edges, on the corners, and they use whatever technology they use and trim off part of the card to get rid of said damage. Before pictures on top was a 20 out 21 Trevor Lawrence retro ticket. Um, the corners on the top, the edges on the side, corners on the bottom, after grading, completely gone, receives a PSA 10. Uh, you'd ask yourself, you know, well, how in the world does this make it through grading with PSA? Uh, you know, if the size dimensions are small, how do you not catch it? All this stuff. There's many questions that can be asked, but I also saw a comment saying, you know, that these scammers and everything, they've taken it to a new level and, you know, they're pretty much getting through the tolerance levels that, that PSA has set in for, in, you know, in place for this stuff um, through d all these different methods. I've never even heard anything about something about pressing the cards to make them like wider so that they literally are the same size. And you can't tell unless you compare it to before and after pictures. Here's the point. This stuff is pretty scary if you're looking at buying 2021 contenders for this reason. This thread now has been alive since 429, which I think was Friday afternoon. Um, and we post this on Saturday. And all these bolded cards here is a working list of contenders cards in the sub from um, the named person connected to these cards, which was uh, Kong's Cards 53 on Instagram. If you uh, I'll follow or anything, you might know who, who he is or who they are. Uh, you might want to take a look at this thread and understand which cards were in this because it's a lot of the high-end PSA 9, PSA 10 cards out there for Contenders 2021. These cards from numerous people, I've not opened any of this product myself, but I've heard that the cards are constantly damaged, like constantly white corners on top, constantly white corners on the back. When you see these before and after pictures in the thread because all these different cards that they're bringing to light have got before pictures that match autographs um, to the after pictures when they've been graded and then sold and everything. Um, you know, PSA does have a buyback guarantee on cards like this, like if something were to happen. So if you do have one, I'm sure you can try to go through that process. Uh, but make sure to double check if you did buy any contenders graded odds from 2021. And if you are looking to buy in the future, um, honestly, I would rather at this point, if you do need to collect contenders, because like contenders is a huge set. I love it every single year. It's pretty disappointing to see something like this happen because it really does taint the set. Um, it's unfortunate for people who truthfully have grade PSA 9s and 10s with these cards, which I'm sure there's far few in between PSA 10s, but for someone that does get it, that's very sad. And then on top of that, I would literally say, like, if you want to collect these, I just find a beat-up raw one. I mean, I'd rather have a beat-up raw one than one that's graded like this, and that's what's going to happen with them. Uh, so just want to let everyone know that. Feel free to look into it more. Check out the Instagram post um, that we put up. But this is, you know, obviously, if we want to talk about 2021, 22 drafts and everything and why this matters going forward, but it's definitely um, worth us bringing up and worth everyone looking into to make sure that you you are doing the extra research so you're not dropping thousands on a card that's been altered and and isn't truthful and and wouldn't mean anything to anyone that if they knew it would buy that. So definitely be aware. Yeah. What do we got here, Nate? All right. So we step from that to this, and you've got contenders cards here, uh, Trevor Lawrence specifically. Um, so keep in mind that contenders taking a hit right or graded contenders has taken a hit the 2022 draft was atrocious for quarterbacks quarterbacks run the nfl market 
Um, wide receiver draft was very strong, but the wide receiver draft last year was strong. The wide receiver draft the year before was strong. I expect the wide receiver draft next year to be strong, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Just seems like wide receivers are coming out from pass happy programs, ready for the NFL. I agree. So, like you can say the wide receiver draft is strong, but it's been strong for a number of years, and I expect it to continue to stay strong. So I don't really think that's a draw. Um, because I I just think that's the way it is. Yep. Now from now on. So then, so and, then and and they're naturally just going to get picked higher with how much money these extensions are going. Yeah. They're they're significantly more important um nowadays. So, you have terrible class, you have this contenders problem from last year, which leads me to a couple questions. Number 1, does the terrible class increase the price of other cards and we'll get to that on the next slide um from last year. Does it increase the price of everyone from the 2020 draft class or 2021 draft class because of how bad the class was. Number two, does it increase the price of secondary cards on the market? The clearly Donruss, the stuff like that, because instead of spending your money on the next draft class, you you're, and you don't want to spend huge amounts of money on this stuff, you go for lesser cards. And number three, because of this contenders problem, does that also drive the price of a raw contenders cards that people can trust because they're not graded up? Maybe they can trust it. Maybe people are trimming it and then not grading it. I don't know. Making it look better so they can get a couple more dollars without having to go through grading it and getting either, either way. Either way, it's absolutely ridiculous and shameful in my mind. So, you know, what? and you agree, I know. It is. And um, it also has me wondering if maybe paper cards kind of fade and it's the optic contenders that take the place and it's the clearly Donruss that takes the place of Donruss and you know up and down the line the paper versions the chrome versions take the place of these and because that's a lot harder to trim specifically from posts from suspected people involved too you know like specifically so yeah it's it's a great question, Nate. I have no idea how this market's going to react. Honestly, it just depends on how many people this story touches, you know. And obviously, like we did our best to share it out. I know other people are sharing it. Um, it just really depends on how far it goes and everything. But at least you know, for people to tune in the slab stacks, hopefully you you do know that. And that, like I said, everyone, that's not to say like don't ever buy a 2020 contenders card. Just like be very careful with which cards were first graded out of contenders. Um, are they connected to the ones that thread? Are they not? Like that's just types of stuff that that they usually look into a little bit extra. And I would definitely um, buy a raw if you can of ones that you know. I would I would totally buy a PSA or a card that would look like a PSA eight or an SGC eight or an SGC nine, whatever you guys think it is, a PSA nine. Um, and Matthew Johnson bring, brings up a great point. I'm hoping it's not going to affect the raws. I bought a decent amount this year, and that's a great point. Like that is the totally unfortunate thing about having problems like this and you know bad apples and this stuff getting through and that stuff even being done in the first place is that it does affect more people than just even the person that buys said psa 10 or anything like that um and i don't i don't think that this is gonna like crash the contenders 2021 market or anything i think it's gonna definitely make people pause when they see a psa 10 i think that's 100 percent the case and there are psa 9s that have been um being put into that thread as well but uh in general, like I do think that people, like even myself, like if I won, um, you know, there's no really Packer autographs to buy from last year, but let's just say I want like a Justin Fields, like the redemption. So that actually kind of helps if you buy Justin Fields. That actually helps a lot. Buy Justin Fields contenders <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that it, w- it will hurt too badly, but definitely just make people 
think twice about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, real it, quick, real quick, Rob's comment here. I don't think it increases prices. Previous year, look at NBA draft this past year didn't help sign and jaw rookie of the year. Um, I would say that personally, I don't think that's a comparable situation. I realize that the draft class was considered weak. It's not as weak now, but it was considered weak. But the NBA and the NFL are complete, two different complete, you know, two different animals. Um, and the NFL is driven by quarterbacks. And if you have a really weak quarterback draft, you know, there's there's just way less money to be spent on that product, no matter which way you, unless people want to go absolutely insane and spend the amount of money they'd spend on a Justin Fields on a Malik Willis, which I don't think is going to happen, that money that people love to spend on quarterbacks will go somewhere. Yep, and let me point out uh, for some context, like last year in 2021 or 2020 prism at Lamella Ball, the FOTL released, it literally hit the floor on their first off the line. Now, they did start like super high, dropped all the way down to $2,000, and then it sold out at $2,000. Uh, that's one of the only times I remember that happening. And I'm pretty sure that one thing that affected that was PSA closed their doors right at that time. But the second thing that affected that was at the time it was perceived as a weak draft class. Come year two now, it's perceived as a pretty stinking good draft class with like five players who are going to be really effective in the NBA going forward. And Nate brings up an excellent point about this being completely different. Now you have these different cards here, right? To point out stuff other than contenders, I assume. Mm -hmm. So I forgot to flip the slide, but right now we're looking at like Mac Jones autograph, Mosaic, PSA 10, and Phoenix patch autographs and Donner's Elite, which also are paper autographs too. So potentially some cause for concern because next day autographs were also the Don, you know, the inserts and the Donner's. Those were uh, cards that fell into the, the category of being trimmed and stuff, which Ooh. those are also damaged a lot. So be careful about those too. Uh, and then actually I will come back to the very end since we're pretty, pretty late here now. Uh, but the, 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 the biggest thing about this, in my opinion, I think Nate, did you share your thoughts that I can move on to this or, or do you have more to share? Uh, well, I guess what I want to know is, well, we'll get to the end and then I'll ask my final. Thought. All right, that's fine. So now I'll take over for a second. So Nate put in this very helpful tweet here from uh, GTS distribution about Panini announces the new release dates. So we were kind of given some flack about Panini having multiple releases scheduled for May 11th for Prism and uh, Select and Prism College Graphics 2022 the next year on the same day. And they officially pushed back Prism just about another month to June 3rd. 2021 Prism, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all those guys. It's June 3rd. Insane. We are going to look at what the pre-order price is for a box right now. It's $1,700 for a pre-order pr box of 2021 Prism Football Hobby. That is, that is so much money. Last year, Prism 2020 with Burrow and Herbert and Hertz and Love and Tua. That pre-sold, I want to say, around $1,000. And at the time, I think people thought that that was also crazy. So now this year, and this is via blowout, most of this pricing other than three of the prices on here. Pre-ordering at $1,700. Last year's box is now worth $3,300 after pre-ordering for like around $1,000. 2019 box. And okay, 2020, obviously really good draft class. 2019, uh, weaker because Kyler Murray is your best I quarterback. I honestly can't believe that's a $900 box. Yeah, so Kyler Murray is your best quarterback and he has any, like he's been nice, but this year he was kind of disappointing. And then Daniel Jones and unfortunately RIP Dwayne Haskins and stuff and and all the other stuff involved with uh, 2019, but $900 a box for hobby of that. And if you look at this year's class, it's much more similar to 2019 Prism than it is to either of these two when you have got a lot of quarterbacks in 2021, a lot of quarterbacks in 2020. So it makes sense that this is 900. But then you've got 2018 Prism hobby at 2200. This was a pretty special box where the silvers were super rare. 
I mean, also obviously Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Uh, and if you want to bring up Baker and Sam Darnold just for maybes, uh, but you know, Josh Allen, super good. Lamar Jackson, MVP, $2,200 hobby box, 2017, $10,000 for the hobby box. Watson Mahomes, Mahomes, your superstar Watson, your could have been superstar. We'll see what happens with the Browns now. Could you imagine? Could you imagine buying one of these boxes? There's plenty of numbered Mahomes cards you hit, don't get a good grade on. You're 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 toast. Oh, right now, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, 2016 Prison Football, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, seventeen hundred and fifty dollars a hobby box. 2015 was our last year of Topps Chrome Football. It is three hundred dollars a hobby box now. Prism four hundred fifty dollars right now for 2015 Prism. That's Mariota and Winston and Melvin Gordon. 2014 Topps Chrome. You know Johnny Football and Derek Carr and Devonta Adams and uh, Mike Evans and Stephon Stephon Diggs was extra 2015. Sorry, uh, but two three hundred dollars for Topps Chrome. Five hundred dollars for Panini Prism. Go back to 2013. This was literally just EJ Manuel. This is probably one of the better comparisons here from a quarterback standpoint. Unless, you know, Desmond Ritter or uh, Malik Willis actually do pan out. Because in here, you had EJ Manning who didn't pan out. Maybe Kenny Pickett pans out. Maybe he doesn't. But uh, we could be looking at something like this where 2013 Tops from Hobbies, $290 a box. 2013 Prism, I couldn't find this like anywhere other than Midwest Cards. Uh, it is on eBay, I'm sure. But it's $700 at MidwestCards.com. And then 2012, the first year Prism, 2900 box. You could buy it on eBay right now. Um, or 2012 Topps Chrome Football, which is, you know, Russell Wilson, RG3, Andrew Luck, and then a bunch of other decent skill Kirk position Cousins. players. Kirk Cousins, $1,000 for 2012 Topps Chrome Hobby Box. So the most important thing of all these that I just said was the sole standpoint that every single release that's pretty much came out year after year after year after year after year has had a higher pre-order cost for each box. Now, I don't have the pre-order cost here because I don't know it for all these. They don't really have pre-order information available. But I can pretty much guarantee you every single box that came out after another had a higher pre-order cost. As I can tell you that this was at 1000 last year around there, 2020 Prison Football. And this is at 1700 So if you think about that trend, 1700 what is it next year for 2022 Prison Football? My question marks here. It can't be higher. So, right. Exactly. It can't be higher. Now, no, you're, you're, you are right. It will not be higher than $1,700. If it is higher than $1,700, I think that no one would ever buy a box again from whoever marks it higher than $1,700. You but think anybody I mean, buys it at a thousand? See, here's the here's the thing though. Do you really think that a place like Blowout or DA or even Panini or whoever's setting these prices along the line will sit there and say, "We sold last year's at seventeen hundred. Let's sell this year's at a thousand. There's no way that they're gonna like just no. sit there, or at least I think that they won't sit there and just say like, "Yeah, let's do it" because of the class. They'll try to sell you on Malik Willis maybe being great or all these other guys maybe being great, and then it's like, uh this class has like good players, but no card value. And it's a thousand dollars a hobby box. Like my question is we sit here today, a year from now, if this thing pre is at $1,500, it's insane. I hope that something's different. And maybe they look and say like, wow, this box actually is like worth 500. And that's even insane. Probably. What do you think, Nate? I agree. I do think, I do think they were probably smart. Push back that prism release date until after the draft. Everyone can realize now how terrible the draft next year or the prison product next year will be. And they could probably push this even. They could push it to $2,000. People would probably buy it. Which is crazy, which is absolutely crazy. And you're right. It, you know, if you think about it, did it play into their favor with all these releases delaying? Potentially. Matthew, people would still buy it. 
Matthew says the exact same thing. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 such a bad it's such a bad draft class that I do think I do think that at some point people that are really big fans of collecting football cards are going to have to say to themselves, "What would I rather spend money on?" If I'm going to spend, if I spend a thousand dollars every year on this product, maybe I put two thousand dollars up front, or next year rolls around and they put another thousand into 2021 instead of 2022. And can I ask you this? If we were sitting here in 2014, the card market was w- what it was like. If it was what it was like today, back in 2014, and you had Johnny Menzel, one of the biggest like college football stars promotedly ever, could you imagine uh, how much how much he'd be worth if he, they had NIL deals? Yes, yes, NIL deals. Derek Carr coming out of this set too with all the stud wide receivers and all that stuff. Imagine how much these boxes would pre-sale for. And now eight years later, we look back and we say, yeah, that class, like you got Derek Carr, but he got Devonta Adams and he got Mike Evans, but that's no 2020 prism football. And potentially maybe we look back in eight years from now and one of the quarterbacks gets injured and flames out. And then the other quarterbacks don't pan out Jordan Love to and Jalen Hurts to anything. And they are then like, who are all these other quarterbacks? You know, you see what I'm saying here? Like the trend. Yeah. Every single time you go back further and further, you start to see like how this stuff trends. So, is it really smart to even buy a 2020 Prism Football Hobby Box like to stick into the closet because you think you have sure things in Herbert and Burrow at this point? No, especially with how much Burrow's been getting hit early on in his career. Obviously, they did do some things to shore up that offensive line, but still. And I know that RG3 was no, he was no, uh, Super Bowl quarterback like Burrow and stuff like that. But, man, he was good. He was good. And in a he blink was. of an eye, two years later, wasn't even really playing. Injuries. Yeah. And that can and that's can happen to literally anybody. I agree. Andrew Luck retires. Could happen to anybody. I agree. So, but it it, 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 uh, it is, it's just something to think about. Nobody, obviously, nobody has answers to any of these questions um, because we don't know what people will do until they do it. But yeah, we, we don't know what they're going to price the pre-orders at. We don't know how much the singles are going to sell for of like a Malik Willis. Are people going to be trying to stock up on him to maybe take over the job right away? Who knows? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So but. it's it's just interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. I, I think there's a lot of dynamics at work to kind of prop up, especially these secondary 2021 cards, these, these um, mosaics and Phoenix and whatever else. I think there's a lot at work there to prop those up in the in the next two years because of the contenders issue, because of the lack of quarterbacks in the 2022 draft where, you know, obviously the contenders cards from 2021 that aren't trimmed are going to be high and the prism cards and the optic cards and stuff, they're going to be high. But if you've got other people that usually spend a little bit of money every year on 2022, you know, on the new stuff and then the 2022 draft isn't good. I bet you those people are going to come back and say, well, I've got this little bit of money. I can't buy that. I also can't afford top end 2021 quarterbacks. Well, maybe I go buy a mosaic Justin Fields. Hey, let me sauce you this, Nate. 2017 Phoenix football hobby box. Patrick Mahomes year, obviously, Watson. Mm-hmm. It's at 2250 your best offer on eBay for a single box. Now, yeah, that didn't sell for that. But it's a good point to say if – 2022 rolls around and this stuff is one too expensive Two people don't want it because it's not going to quarterback draft class. They probably will look to get their hands on wax from 2021 to rip if they so choose, you know, I, I won't be, but I'm sure people might. And it's not to say go load up on the rest of the stuff too. Right now. I hope that 
speed. I'm not saying Nate, I don't know how you're saying it, but I'm definitely not saying it like it's a play because I'm not confident nope. enough, but it's something to look out for. I think. No, I, I'm, we're not confident on, I'm not confident on any of this. That's why we're talking about it. Cause it's, <laughs> it's a take and you kind of want, especially people in the comments. I want to see what you guys think, because it's, it's, it's one of those things where, especially in the card market until you see what happens, it's impossible to know what will happen because we just watched it with Chris Paul last night. Aaron and I bought a Chris Paul card on injury. Great deal. We sold when he came back after he went 14 for 14, like the day after or two days after he went 14 for 14 from the field and led his team to uh, the uh, semifinals. And the card goes for lower than what we bought it for. And that just goes to show you that you can do all the forecasting in the, in the card market you want, but at some point, just sometimes nobody knows what's going to happen. And so we don't know what's going to happen with this, but there is a lot of, there is a lot of um, thoughts running through my head about it and a lot of it has to deal with hey this is a stunningly bad quarterback class nobody was willing to reach on some of these secondary guys after kenny pickett and because of that if nobody's willing to reach there's probably not going to be an urge to get them playing yeah get them starting so they have to win out a job like a russell wilson will that happen maybe who knows we have to wait and see but those these it could be a could be a bloodbath for Panini next year and for anybody that buys. Uh, Matthew brings up a great point. So we got like one of our audience thoughts here from Matthew Johnson. Just start buying singles and not buy wax might be the plan, the plan for next year, which is a good point. If wax is overpriced and someone hits a Malik Willis numbered off 299 prism rookie and puts it on eBay and it goes for 75 bucks or something because he's a backup, that's the play versus buying your $1,000 prism hobby box or anything like that. That is the play. Mm-hmm. If you do want to have some sort of activity in the 2022 um, football market. Now, now the other issue is, outside of degenerate gamblers that have to open stuff, um, most people, if you have a really nice quarterback card, the third best quarterback in the draft class, if you get a nice card of his and it only sells for a fraction of the box price, you're not selling it. You're not. You're either not selling or nobody's going to be ripping. So then you're just, you know, not having cards to buy on eBay anyways. See, guess what? That's the pro- that's what might happen. That might be our best case scenario to see product decrease in value next year to match the draft class. Singles aren't going far enough for the initial people to start ripping. Obviously, you'll get the people buying the breaks because they have to. And then you might start to see large amounts of stock sitting at distributors, sitting at Panini. And then prices are just going to have to come down because that's what the market says. And that's what happened with like Revolution 2020 basketball. When Panini started that so high, demand just really wasn't there. That Product literally fell in price. Like I haven't seen that a whole lot, but it did. Last thing I have from us to you is that our whatnot schedule for this week. Please check us out on the whatnot app. There's a link in the description that can get you ten dollars in free credit if you've not created an account yet. We have got four shows this week on the way. That's right, four. Nate's got tomorrow some 2021 top or 2022 tops series one baseball. Some cheap, affordable, fun ripping. Nate to find some wander. Obviously, mm-hmm. the one of one's gone, but who says that Nate doesn't pull a camo tomorrow night? And then Who on says? Wednesday, not me. Nate doesn't say it. On Wednesday, Nate's back with some Sapphire as well. Top Trimmer update Sapphire. I'm doing some more cheap packs. So that's and is... some and some top series one jumbos, even though that's a hanger box. Yes, jumbos right. too. Jumbo yep. boxes too, you know, with autos and stuff and numbered uh on May 4th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then I'm hosting two events this week. Thursday is a must come to if you're just any sort of sports card fan in general. May 5th. 3 p.m. Eastern time. I know it's during the day, not a normal schedule, but 3 p.m. Eastern time. 
We are doing $2,000 in giveaways. We are giving away that on-card auto of Jason Tatum, 2017 impeccable rookie card, on-card, beautiful card. That's valued around $1,000. And then we've got um, a box of 2021 basketball contenders uh, with uh, Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green and, uh, you know, Giddy and all those guys, Mobley. And we are giving away every single hobby back pack from that, along with hobby packs from Stadium Club Soccer, Chrome, Prism Football, one hanger box, which is around like a $90 box. Maybe we hit a Burrow, maybe a Herbert. And then we'll be giving away some Heritage uh, Baseball packs and some other fun stuff too. So that's a full giveaway show. Uh, please come by on May 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's Thursday. And then the big one for the week is the Miami Grand Prix event on May 8th. It is Mother's Day, but if your uh, mom likes cards or if you just like cards and say, Mom, want to watch with me, we have got the Miami Grand Prix event at 12 p.m. Eastern time, noon Eastern time on Sunday. We're doing two boxes of Dynasty, super high-end product with one patch autograph per box, and then multiple boxes of Topps Chrome along with giving away a $900 uh, Dynasty patch off there of the man that built uh, the best car on the track this year, at least one of the best cars we'll see by the end of the year. But um, number dot five, sweet red and Ferrari match there. So come on by, big week on whatnot. So uh, feel free to um, to come on by and uh, swing through, and uh, it'll be a fun time. I'm really excited. Any other uh, comments, Nate, to to wrap us up on this 2022 discussion? I, I think I've I think I've said my piece. You said your piece. Uh, let's throw up one more here. Uh, from Matthew Johnson, secondary market are going to be higher for autos as a defense heavy draft. Most defensive player autos are stickers, so why not get the same auto on cheaper cards? I mean, true, if it's just the same autograph, that's what you're going after. You can get something for cheaper, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that wraps up tonight. I hope you all enjoyed uh, talking about the uh NFL market and also having Anna on to talk about you know soccer cards and what she's doing in the hobby and women of the hobby and everything. And if you all I uh, do know any fantastic women that do want to attend the national, please check out Sarah Layton from Layton sports cards, get in contact with her and they're doing a fun, I guess it sounds like contest to send multiple people to the national. So that's really cool. Uh, outside of that, be sure to come back next Monday, 6 PM Eastern time for the next slab sex live. We all hope you all have a great week and also NHL playoffs start tonight. And there are more NBA playoffs tonight. So it should be a great sports night. Uh, go bucks. And that's all I got and go Chelsea. Arsenal. See you guys. Stay.